welcome to episode 51 of Lil Muck, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. This is a tiny slice of the Muck podcast where we talk to people in the media and politics about their favorite stories or experiences. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Today, we are interviewing Florida Senator Lauren Book on the podcast for a second time. <laughs> Hillary, <laughs> tell us about today's guest. Well, Lauren Book was first elected to the Florida Senate in 2016 and was recently reelected in 2022 and currently serves as the minority leader. She has consistently demonstrated her commitment to fighting against the growing far-right influence in Tallahassee. Senator Book has fearlessly championed progressive values and policies, working tire- tirelessly to protect the rights of and well-being of Floridians in the face of opposition from the far right. Throughout her tenure, she has passionately advocated for inclusive and equitable legislation while pushing back against regressive policies that undermine the principles of fairness, justice, and equality. Welcome back, Senator Book. I love you guys. How are you? Good. We love you too. How are you? Well, we are, you know, we're fired up. We've got a lot going on, and today's going to be a great day. We're getting ready to head out to Pride and do a lot of petitions. Yes. I will see you there. I'm going to be doing that. I'm excited about it. I'm very excited. Yes. It's been a rough, rough, you know, transition back home. It was a rough session, but I'm happy to be back with my family and my extended family, you guys, and, you know, everybody down here in South Florida. I feel like a blueberry and tomato soup, you know. Until <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, we're 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 fighting back, so it's a good, it's good. So uh, let's start talking about. Let's start by talking a little bit about what happened this session. What are some some highlights you can give us of like key issues and bills that were addressed during this period? Because I can't imagine what it is like um, to be a Democrat there right now. It is a super majority. Um, we have DeSantis, which the world knows what this man is about. And so what are some issues that you feel like should be talked about? Well, look, I mean, I think there was a lot of bad, um, and it's easy to focus on the negative, especially when we're in a time where, um, you know, they're chipping away and chipping and constantly chipping away at rights. Um, but before I go to the bad, I'll cover a little bit of the good mm-hmm. um, because our caucus worked really hard um, to bring some wins back for um, for, for people of Florida. Um, one of those was, is, is a, a bill that is special to us here at home, um, Grayson's Law. Uh, Senator Berman was carrying this bill. Um, I worked alongside Senator Berman to make sure that this bill passes here alongside Rep. Cassell. Um, for a young boy named Grayson who was murdered by his biological father mm. um, because the court system here in Broward County didn't do the right thing mm. because he, the, the biological dad didn't threaten um, Grayson. Mom had to turn him over for his scheduled visit and unfortunately murdered him. He was a bright, shining, adorable, sweet little blonde boy who loved Frozen mm. um, and actually went to school with my kids. Um, his mom, Allie Kessler, has been fighting for this for several years now, and we were able to get that across the finish line this year to keep children safe um, in our state. One of the bills that I've been working on many, many years, actually since I started in the legislature, I joked around that either my kids would be out of diapers or I would be in them by the time this bill passed. <laughs> Luckily, neither of those things were true. Um, but a tax exemption on diapers, um, which is a regressive tax, um, which we should never be paying um, across our state to provide real relief. Um, you know, other than that, we've we've had some. It, it's been it's been rough. Um, we can get to the ugly. Obviously, um, you know, a six week ban on abortion and all all and all but ban on abortion 
um, the regressive immigration bill, the complete dismantling of unions, a complete and total uh, a, a, a universal voucher bill that will completely destroy traditional public schools as we know them today. I mean, you name it, they did it, and it was a, a continuing assault. Um, that's not even before we get to the bills that are really painful and really horrible for the LGBTQ community. Um, it is, and it was, an all-out assault every day, um, and, and one that we didn't do anything good for Floridians. You know, you and I, we have talked to your listeners, you know, what are the issues that face them every day? Mm. They're still having to deal, as I am, as we all are, with the increase in 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 taxes and making sure that you can have your property insurance covered. I don't yeah. know about you guys, but Ugh. we're almost getting kicked out with our property insurance, yeah. which would be a real problem because yeah. then you don't can't can't keep your mortgage. People are losing their homes every single day. Yeah. Um, you know, making sure that you can put gas in the car, put food on the table, and get your kids to school. Um, how about the gun bill? Mm. Uh, you know, having represented Coral Springs during the Parkland massacre, this is not a bill that is going to bring anybody peace of mind come July 1st when they're able to purchase a weapon in our state without having a permit to do so. Um, it's, it's lunacy, really. And, yeah. um, you know, I think the the desire for the governor to run for higher office has really put Floridians in a, in a really dangerous place. A hundred percent. And so while you're in Tallahassee dealing with this, we know that the relationship is uh, contentious or can be contentious. So can you give us a little behind the scenes look at what it's really like to be up there and trying to work across the aisle with uh, current Republicans? You know, I think that it, this year was more difficult than, than ever. Um, you know, sometimes we're able to, you know, have conversations and look, we're in the super minority. I think that some of the conversations with leadership and the back and forth was far more contentious this year um, in front of, you know, in front of the public and behind closed doors um, because the GOP tripped over themselves mm. to deliver whatever it was DeSantis wanted without any pushback. I mean, I don't know who thought that a six-week ban on abortion was a good idea. I don't understand the want, wish, or desire to, to allow for open carry. Now, I would say our president um, was able to push back on some of the ugly pieces of policy. Um, really important to me and our community, um, changing the age to purchase a weapon. That bill passed the House. Uh, the Senate said, you know, our president said, no way. Um, after passing that bill for Parkland, that was just something that we weren't going to do. But those that those you know stopping a bad policy were few and far between. And you know you give credit where credit is due. But it was a really bad session, a really bad session where bad pieces of policy crossed the finish line. And I wish that I could say, you know, like we're best friends after this and we move on. That's not really the case. Um, when you're in the super minority, you're up there, you're fighting every day, and we have our own, you know. Our, our caucus of folks who want to fight alongside one another, and there are truly no other people that I want to fight alongside mm. um, in our caucus. Um, but really, it's uh, it's tough, and it's tough when again you're in a super minority, and they don't have to hear you. Um, I think they feign that you know we're we're friends and we're here, we're doing this. You know, I remember a conversation that Hillary, you and I had, you know, uh, maybe a year and a half ago now you know, why are we doing it this way? Like, season them in fear that way. 
I think that we learned really quickly and, and we brought back with us that we needed to fight a little bit differently going mm-hmm. back in a super minority. And I think that we did that. I think we were strategic. I think we fought back differently. Um, but it is tough and it's hard. I mean, the thing that I, I think when we had Bobby DeBose on, um, a couple maybe like a year and a half or two years yeah. ago, um, what I didn't realize is that what Democrats have to do very strategically is get everything on the record because all of that is used then to sue the state and say that these things should not be a law. They're unconstitutional. And that is a thing that I find that DeSantis never brings up. You know, he he's crisscrossing the country talking about all these great things that he's doing in Florida. Right. But what he's not saying is like, oh, by the way, it's in it's in court right now. It might not even become law because it's completely unconstitutional. And so I appreciate so much the work of the Democrats in the House and the Senate there that are just asking very strategic and specific questions because that's the most they can do right now. And you guys are doing it. And that's what we need. We need the ammunition to make sure these things never actually see the light of day, you know? And, well, that, uh, and, and once they pass policy that's trash, mm-hmm. we, we hold them accountable. Senator Pizzo, the leader designate, you know, suing the governor personally. Um, yes. Those things aren't easy. Those things aren't fun. Um, but we know what we have to do. And we work with stakeholder groups. And I think the other thing that you have seen, which was really, um, I think, a different strategic way of doing things, is some of the partners external to the process coming together and um, speaking out about bad pieces of policy. You saw a lot of folks coming up. I mean, there there were times where there were two, three hundred, four hundred people mm. um, to talk about a bad bill. The Republicans gave them fifteen to thirty seconds yeah. max. Oh, I mean, that is crazy when you think about people driving six and eight hours to be a part of their government to pro- to, to talk about the things that um, are wrong or bad or unjust or how a piece of policy is going to affect them and their family. And they just don't hear them. They shut them out. Um, but we, we work really hard to, to make sure that the people's voices are heard, to lay a record, to be strategic. Um, it's an interesting time. The, the other thing I thought that was interesting with this session is um, like the current immigration bill where mm-hmm. now Republicans are sort of rolling back on it and saying, oh, yes, we signed this, but it's not as bad as you think. Or, yeah. But you did know, you hear from they Cannon last week? Yeah. yeah. Say something like, I'm mad as hell, but this isn't going to do anything. This is for, you know, for, for a look. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you they don't can't read. be more <laughs> fucking around with people's lives. Than it, I mean, you think about and you look at, again, the governor who used people mm. as pawns to ship them off to Martha's Vineyard from Texas with no nexus in Florida and using the taxpayers' money to do so. Again, I don't know about you, but my property insurance isn't going anywhere. It's still really hard to to get through a day sometimes. And those in in power in Tallahassee are not necessarily out there to look out for you or me. Um, And I think that that is a really, really sad thing. And that is across the board. I mean, if you thought about it, and we looked at all of the bills that were passed, I mean, the Privacy and, P- and Public Spaces Act, so you have to use the bathroom of your, your, your gender. I think Wanda Sykes said it best. If a drag queen is not walking into your kid's school with To Kill a Mockingbird to beat them over the head and kill them, <laughs> they're focusing on the wrong fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. How about really making sure that kids are safe in our schools? Stop talking about these banned books. That what that's what fascists do. Like this is insane to yeah. me that we're in this place and in this time. Yeah, I I have to say I was sexually abused for a, a, a big portion of my life. It wasn't by a drag queen, <laughs> as Senator Jones yeah. shared about in committee very bravely. 
people of the clergy that, 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 that where those things happen. This is not that they're they're attacking groups of people who are in the minority um, across the board. I mean, to start session to have the governor say that African American history has no educational value. What the hell are we doing? Yeah. Where are we? But also like if your state was perfect and we could have these sort of like ridiculous conversations, it'd be Mm -hmm. one thing. We are not perfect. We're far from it. I mean, you keep, you keep mentioning property insurance. Like I can't even get into, like, I'm frightened of what's going to happen next year with my property insurance. I'm being, I'm literally being priced out of a home where my, I've raised my children and I, I refinanced my mortgage after my divorce to be able to afford the mortgage payment. And within 18 months, uh, it's, it's, it could be upwards of $800 more a month for my mortgage. Where am I supposed to get that? Like, what am I supposed to do? We're looking at second jobs. I've worked, you know what I mean? Like this is property insurance and they want to talk to me about banning books. Like, please stop. I can't, can we just say property insurance on the floor somewhere? Like it's crazy. It's crazy. And so I wonder too, if like, that's how I really feel like people are kind of unaware until their prop until their insurance company drops them and they're like oh wait a minute what's right. happening right. so like pocketbook kitchen table issues like so this is where we get people back you know well i think you're 100 percent right and i think the really scary part is people don't pay attention typically to what's happening in tallahassee i have a lot of very educated friends they know what their friend does and until i got arrested they didn't know right. anything was happening with the abortion ban they're like what are you talking about what's happening and i'm like well you, you have no more rights in the mm. state of Florida. You can't get pro- appropriate health care if, if you have a, a need. So maybe start paying attention. I think you're right. I think until it starts affecting me, it doesn't, it doesn't affect the, they, they don't pay, people don't pay attention yeah. to it. And that's really dangerous. I mean, look, again, the governor has spent more time attacking Mickey Mouse, Donald <laughs> and Goofy than he has fighting the issues for Floridians. Right. I mean, this is insane. This yeah. is not going to do well for 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 the people of Florida. Yeah. I mean, so speaking of that, of your arrest, yes. that was our that was our next question. You were arrested <laughs> this year at a reproductive rights uh, uh, protest, and then you also were at the White House this week. I mean, this is an issue that I mean is definitely near and dear to Tina to our hearts, and um, you know, protecting women and anyone with a uterus in the state of Florida. It's really scary, and knowing that like North Carolina is basically like could be our refugee state. How do people get there? And I, we have these we have these petitions now. We're gonna we're doing our best uh-huh. to get it on the ballot. Like, what happens if it does pass? We know a high percentage of Floridians actually support safe and legal abortion and reproductive rights because this touches everything. It's not just about abortion anymore. It's about miscarriages yeah. and IVF and like yeah. what is what can we do? What can we look forward to? What are we looking at um, when yeah. it comes to this issue here? Okay, so right now the 15-week ban is in place currently, which is important to know because people are confused about what's happening, what's going on, and what does this mean for me. So we've gotten a lot of calls of women who are terrified Mm -hmm. and don't know what to do. Currently the 15-week ban is in place. The 15-week ban is in place until the Supreme Court takes up the 15-week ban and upholds it, and that is when it would trigger for the six-week ban to take place. Mm -hmm. Now, the good thing is it hasn't been scheduled in June for the Supreme Court to rule on it, um, and they're out July and August. So the first time we may see something change with this is September. So people need to be aware of that, keep their appointments, reach out to Planned Parenthood, their providers, all of that. It also means that there still isn't an exemption for rape, incest, and survivors of human trafficking for those who, um, who that's important to. Now, this six-week ban 
when it does take effect, will be, again, a ban at six weeks. There will be an exemption up to 15 weeks for rape, incest, and survivors of human trafficking. What does that mean? A survivor would have to go get paperwork, documentation, a court injunction to get that, which is ridiculous, mm-hmm. um, that, that extra time. Um, otherwise, after six weeks, you're kind of SOL, right? And we talked about on the floor um, women in Broward County who suffered pre-prom, which is like a tear in your amniotic sac and the pregnancy is no longer viable. They were sent home to develop sepsis to receive the appropriate care that they needed. We know that under the 15-week ban, women are being put in horrible, horribly dangerous situations, and we know it's just going to increase with the six weeks. And why is this so important? Because abortion health care, people don't understand that these are things that are very real and to have access to. Um, and so what what is our hope? What what can we do about this? Um, we're working to get put to the to get um, the abortion issue put on the ballot in 24. We're going to need about a million petitions by December 31st. It is a lofty goal. So we know that 78% of Floridians don't support a ban on abortion in this way. And so we the, the hope that we have, the only hope that we have, is to to collect all of the petitions that we can to ensure that this is put before the voters. Because and then what we know is that they're going to uphold the petition language. It's been tested. We know that. And so this is the only way forward um, for women and girls in our state. You know, I talk about often, I have two six-year-old kids, Kennedy and Hudson, a boy and a girl. The day they were born, they both had the same amount of rights. And today, my daughter doesn't, mm. based on her sex. And I will do everything I can to fight to make sure that that changes. You know, it's devastating to me, and we talk a lot about, you know, the human side of being a lawmaker, being a legislator. And it's devastating to me that on my watch this happened. Mm. Um, and so I'll fight like hell until I have no breath left in my body to make sure um, that this has changed. And that's, you know, sitting with women, sharing their abortion stories outside of City Hall on a whatever it was, Tuesday or something, um, you know, unfortunately, um you know, was arrested. I had never gotten a detention before in my life. So it was like a little bit scary. A little yeah, bit scary. Yeah. And also, don't get arrested in six inch shields. Um, <laughs> that was my advice for everybody going for And go potty before if you have any <laughs> thought that that might happen. Um, those are two pieces of advice I can impart here. <laughs> oh my God. What was it like to be at the White House? Uh, you know, it was, it was very, very, it was a, the convening was really cool because we were with um, abortion hostile states and working on ideas that they have worked on in their states. So we were, you know, one of the Tennessee three were there. We mm. had Ohio, Texas, Louisiana, all of these states where, um, you know, people are really continuing to try to chip away at a women's right yeah. to choose. And so it was interesting to hear that it's the same in all these other states. And yeah. some of the things that, that, that we're dealing with, they too are having to deal with, but coming up with interesting um, ways to look at the issue, things that are on the forefront. You talked about IVF, you know, obviously that's something very near and dear to my heart, personhood, you know, what is the new frontier that the right is going to to try to work on, whether that's crisis pregnancy centers, um, that personhood issue, how do we stay, you know, ahead of the, the curve now? Because we cannot play, you know, Roe is not there to protect us. What are we going to do? Mm. And so, um, you know, it was a very, very good 
kind of group coming together. The next day they had um, like states that to support abortion rights. So it was kind of like, I wish that I got to go there on like a Disneyland day <laughs> to hear how great things are. Oh God, yeah. But um, yeah, you know, so it was, it was really good. It was really good to, to talk to other places and look at, you know, ways that we can get creative on, on some of the pieces of policy. You know, I think, we had some really interesting amendments that we talked a lot about at the White House, and, and they may become different pieces of policy. Um, certainly, and, and, you know, we talk about fighting strategically, and I'll give you one example. For um, the military, in, if you are a service man or woman, obviously if you're a service woman and you end up pregnant and need an abortion, you don't have to tell your commanding officer technically until you're 21 weeks pregnant. The interesting thing is the Department of Defense decides where to deploy you. So you may be from California where you can receive an abortion at any mm. point in time during your pregnancy, but you are now stationed in Florida with this uh. progressive policy. What are you going to do? What are your rights as somebody who is a resident of another state but now having to live under this oppressive um, you know, state mm. with these arcane pieces of policy? But the government has put you there. So what are your rights? What can mm. you do? Yeah, How I haven't even thought of that. Yeah, I haven't right. even so thought that that would be a thing. Yeah. So one of the interest amendments that I worked on was to try to, you know, carve out military families. Because how can the Republicans vote against military families? Well, they thought it in their hearts to do so. But how can we get really, really creative and thoughtful in some of the things we do? And then, you know, the myth of Chris Stone and all of the other things. It's, it's how can we get... Um, laser like focus. The other piece of it is they like to talk about freedom a lot. Mm. Freedom of religion, freedom to not wear your mask, to wear your mask, to get vaccines. Well, guess what? In my religion, I'm Jewish. Abortion is okay. Life doesn't start until birth. So mm. why don't we get a religious exemption for that? You like to stand up for, for you know, Israel and the Jewish population. Well, why is it okay or not okay here? Um, so it's really how are we going to frame this fight differently going forward? Um, and, and working to make sure that we're all rowing the boat together and knowing that we have other states and other, you know, places, legislatures throughout the country where people are tired of this. And it doesn't just end at the, at the abortion issue, but what, what can we do because there's nobody left to fight but ourselves? Mm-hmm, um, right. And how are we going to do that together? Oh, and with that, you know, we have a lot of pressing challenges facing our state, you know, along with uh, abortion rights. So going into the next session, what are your priorities? Well, I think that for sure we're going to be working on some comprehensive work to try to handle, um, like our caucus trying to handle property insurance. Mm. Um, You know, what does that look like? Again, um, we are, we, we're typically driven by economic issues. And so, you know, what What can we do to help the average everyday Floridian? What are their needs that aren't being met that we can work to, to fill in the gaps on? Um, I think the other one is something that people don't, it's annoying and it's not sexy, but like the infrastructure of our state is shit. Mm. I mean, after one day rainstorm, I don't know about you, but over here, it's pretty bad in yeah. Western yeah. Broward County. Yeah. I know it's the same in, in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. We had that one in hundred year or thousand year rain event. The governor's still campaigning elsewhere, but you know, people are having to take an airboat to leave their home. Yeah, Jesus. schools were closed. I mean, it, it was ridiculous. Talk about how a crumbling infrastructure can affect the economy. We're just not focusing on the things that we need to be focusing on. I don't give a shit 
what kids are reading. I don't give a shit mm-hmm. who's reading it to them. Okay. I want to make sure that kids are safe when they're at school and that mom and dad have a, that they have a home to come home to and that property insurance isn't skyrocketing through the roof and that they don't have to wade through, you know, 20 inches of water to get home. Yeah. Um, I, I think that those are some of the things that you're going to find your Democratic caucus working on to make sure that Florida is a safer, better place for them, um, you know, come next session. And hopefully, you know, by that time, you know, the governor will be wherever the hell he is, mm. either really mad because he's, you know, <laughs> not in a good place or, you know, it's it's such a crazy time. I'll yeah. tell you, it's uh, it's like nothing I've ever the only good thing in Florida last week in Miami was when Donald Trump was arrested. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was like it. So yeah. it's just every day it's something different. I, I, um, I, I love what I, I, I'm it's the privilege of a lifetime. Um, but I definitely sometimes want to, you know, bless my heart, bless your heart. <laughs> yeah. your Republican mm. colleagues. You know, there was an article that came out two days ago. The governor just signed the budget. Mm. Um, Girl, it's crazy. Went after it. Oh, I know. He, I would, I'll, I'll go back to that. But he, two very high-level Republicans, he cut all of their shit. Mm-hmm. Senator Joe Bruders, who was the chair of the Republican Party, who was a known Trump ally, advocate, had a last supper with Donald Trump and was on the front page of the paper. All of his projects got cut. And the former Senate president and now Agriculture Commissioner, um, Wilton Simpson, and it's very interesting to me, like when they're we're reading this article about these two high-level Republicans and the cuts and how how upset they were and how terrible it is for Florida. I'm like, guys, what did they expect? The fuck up. Yeah. yeah, what do you think has been happening to us? Fucking go talk to Disney World and ask yeah. them. Like now the monorails, yeah. they can't even control them. It's yeah. like this is a petulant child who is in higher office, who's seeking higher office. And we're left with the damage of that. And y'all have allowed him to behave this way all this time. So he's so vindictive. Yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about this. We've talked about this on the podcast. I mean, throughout this last session and the one where Wilson Simpson was the president, which was last, last, you know, before Mm -hmm. he was elected agriculture commissioner and he just handed everything to DeSantis because, and then DeSantis removed his Republican primary candidate or whatever, like after he got everything he wanted. And it was like, I mean, we've said it many times, like we can't wait for all these guys to go back to their districts or whatever and have to hear from constituents and or see that he really uses you for what he wants. And now they're seeing it and it's just mind boggling. Like you were willing to throw millions of Floridians under the bus and put them in harm's way so you can have power. And now you're shocked that he's cutting stuff from your budget. I mean, Chip Lamarca here voted party line except for abortion. And they took, he took money out of this guy's uh, projects. I mean, like, forget it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't know you. You're a footnote on his career path and that's it. I mean, it's wild to me. Cry though, it cry is, more it, about it. Like I don't care. Just, the crying about it is just so ridiculous. I'm like, where the fuck have y'all been? Yeah, like dude. what, 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 what version of history are you living in today? <laughs> oh my God. Like, it blows. I mean, and he does it, and he vetoes their stuff. I mean, he did it to the former Senate president. He vetoed one of this Senate president's priorities, and they're still going to be lining up to give him whatever he wants. Yep. It just blows my mind. I mean, there was a project that he vetoed brought by Chevron Jones. Our entire caucus fought on the floor to get this $5 million for a task force on urban violence in urban communities. 
African-American, on African-American crime, gun crime. He vetoed that $5 million. Mm. Like, this yeah, is the, not, law, the law and order person, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a guy, right, who wants to be tough on crime but has yeah. never done anything for, you know, some of these, <laughs> these really serious issues. But, hey, like, let's make sure that people get a permit get a gun without having to have a permit. Oof. So God, God, God forbid, you know, you can go get a deadly weapon. You don't need any paperwork for that, but to receive appropriate health care, if you are a victim of rape and incest, you have to have documentation. It's like I mean, a cost backwards. It's, it's so, and it's also like you, the, the level of, I mean, I want to say evil, but the level of just vindictiveness to go mm-hmm. line by line like that is oh, yeah. like, and even he's an egomaniac. It, it's he's a wild, nut. and it's and it also the thing that kills me the most. Senator Book is that he does it in broad daylight. Like he has <laughs> no fear of like what will happen or what people will think. He just does whatever he wants, and it's shocking to me. Like there's no like how will this play politically? He just does it. He just does it. He, he doesn't, doesn't care. care. Yeah, but you but if you go back and you watch, there was um those leaked tapes of him and Matt Gates. Mm. Um, practicing for his debate, and he goes, "Well, we pushed, we didn't push back hard enough." That was when he said that monkeying around thing. Oh my he god, he is who he is. Yeah, he is what he is. I mean, I don't know if you've also seen some of the stuff on the first lady wearing that jacket that she's wearing, um, and a harken to um, back in the day when alligators did use oh African yeah 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 yeah, yeah. As gator bait. Like yeah, these are very real things that people that we've been shouting from the rooftop um, from the very beginning of his term. And, and, you know, he started okay, I guess. But, you know, he is who he is. A tiger can't change his stripes. Mm -mm. And this is a hateful man who I just, nobody wants to stop him. And again, you know, my grandfather used to tell me this from just our history First, they came for this group, and I didn't speak up, and I talk about this often. And then they came for this group, and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a part of that group. Well, let me tell you guys, he's coming for everyone. He's coming for everyone. He is a fascist. He is banned. I mean, it's crazy to me where we are in in this day and this time. Crazy. And the fact that he could potentially, you know, win the White House scares me even more because, and we talk about it on the podcast all the time, that this is a microcosm, you know, uh, Florida, of what he will do nationwide. And right. it's scary. It's scary. And yeah. people need to wake up and look at what's happening in Florida and realize, like, he's not going to change if he's sitting in the White House. Right. It's going to be worse. Yeah. It's going to be worse. Yeah. It, that is, it, we were, I was walking um, to the White House and I was like, well, that's the church where... Donald Trump pulled out that Bible and stopped oh. the Black Lives Matter protest. Oh, yeah. This is a guy who would do way. I mean, like, yeah. it is just not even. He doesn't care. He doesn't listen. He it's it's insane to me. Um, kind of the the temperature and yeah. the. I, I mean, the policies are not bringing anyone to a better place. They're not doing. I mean banning sex ed in schools what mm. the why the fuck would we be doing that why are we doing things to continue to marginalize groups of people and you go back to the immigration bill and Vern Buchanan saying this was just done for whatever because you guys are assholes you don't read you yeah. don't know what you're, you're right. talking about and now there's an entire you know industry in our state which drives a lot of what we do it's don't have people yeah to go work oh god 
I mean, you're talking about the farming industry and construction. There's no people to work. And that's going to drive prices up, right? Correct. It's going to, and then everyone's going to be like freaking out about how, how much everything costs and they're not going to put two and two together. They still don't put two no. and two together. Yeah. I mean. And this is again, the guy who wants to talk about fiscal conservatism and it's just, it blows my mind. It's a weird time. It's a weird time in Florida, particularly again, because you've got Donald Trump, you've got Ron DeSantis, you've got all of the sycophants around them. It's just crazy. Well, I mean, at least at the end of the day, we have people like you fighting oh God, and doing God, like the you. things that you're going to work on next session sound great to me. Yeah. It makes sense. Like, can we just get back to common sense legislation and not trying to do nonsense? Like, right. can we just do things that are actually going to benefit people and let people live? Yeah. Because people yeah. are being priced out. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And like parents be, uh, you know, feel comfortable that their kids are going to school and that they're safe. Like, I mean, these are not difficult, hard concepts that I can, I can live my version of the Floridian or, or American dream that I'm free to actually free to go do what I want to do, that people don't care about what's going on in my bedroom. It shouldn't matter. We are not, I mean, the, the, the I don't know when the Democrats became the more fiscal conservatives <laughs> and, you know, wanted less government than the Republicans. This yeah. is not, this doesn't make sense. It's incongruent. And, and, and look, we've been driven and we've been focusing on economic issues now for quite some time. We've been talking about the things that we have to do. And look, again, I remind everyone, as you all have too, the Republicans have been in power for 28 years and look where we are. Right. Yeah. Right. Any problems that we have, we've been in control. That's right. So. Oh gosh! Well, we are going to work on changing that. Yes, yeah, do it. We got to do it. Um, thank you so much for being here today with us. I love you both. I I'll be too. here anytime you want. Ain't that like you have breakfast and curse with you guys? Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> Whenever you want. That sounds Aww. good. Well, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you soon. And um, yes, I'll see you soon. And hang in there. Hang tough. We really thank appreciate you. it. We'll thank see you. you soon. All right. All right. Good. Bye. 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 If you want to learn more about this week's guests, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.